Oh. It's so meta. This is a family program. Hi, welcome to Tower After Hours. This is Amanda. Um, We have decided that Kelly and I will be going off and on hosting this podcast, so you'll have me every other time, every other podcast episode. (laughs) Today we have Pete. Hello. He is our new developer. Pete, have you, you haven't been on this, right? This is my first. Yay, virgin. Yeah. Pete is a co- podcast virgin. It's fine. <laughs> We're stripping him of that today. Yeah. <laughs> we have Haley, our designer. Oh, hey. And Paige, our social media specialist. Hello. Oh, hi. Um, Pete, let's throw you mm-hmm. under the bus. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> Unless you really, really, really don't want to go first, but... No, I'm fine. Okay. What do I do? Tell us your story. So tell us tell us about whatever marketing thing you want to talk about. Whatever's on your mind right now. Whatever. All right. This I, is actually a therapy session, and <laughs> you need to talk about your life However, and I think it being a therapy session fits well into what you were talking about talking about. Okay. Uh, then I will start with a question. Okay. Do you ladies know what a web unicorn is? No. I don't think. I have no clue. Make a guess. <laughs> Other than like, I don't know, like ten years ago, there was this. Um, you Charlie. Know, Charlie. Charlie <laughs> oh yeah. Way before Charlie bit my finger. Yeah. Yeah. No, there was the Charlie. Charlie. unicorn OG. Charlie that was like. Yes. 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 Okay. That's no, that. Okay. Okay. No. All right. A web unicorn is. It was kind of like a joke. It was like ten years ago. So it was a joke that that became real. It was people who could do web design and web development mm. simultaneously. Not at the same time. I mean, like, <laughs> they could design it and then they could build it. And it was, <clears throat> like, years ago, you could do that. And I mm. kind of built a niche for myself doing that. And it was a, it was something that really helped my career because I could see it, like, left brain, right brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would design my sites and then I would build them and i go back and I'd rework them and rebuild them. That is some talent and skill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I feel like that sounds out. really hard. And, yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you went to school for print design, you know, back in the 90s. Right. Yeah. So um, it, was, it was something that I was really glad that I could do. But today, those unicorns are just about dead. Mm-hmm. Because the role of the front-end developer has changed so much. Mm-hmm. So much. Um, with new frameworks to learn and new uh, programming languages to learn, to stay on top of both, it just became pretty much impossible. So there's very few of, I won't even say us anymore, I mean, I still do. So you're technically a unicorn, right? (laughs) You're still a unicorn. I was, but I'm giving up the design side. That's why I'm here focusing primarily on dev. He's because cut off. But you could be a unicorn. He's just I a pony now. Oh, yeah. He's just a pony. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Centaur. 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 Yeah. Centaur. Half human. Keep the centaur slash unicorn. Your question is which half is the dev half? The rear end? <laughs> which half? Oh. So you like the dev half more? I love the dev part. I, I always liked the design part, but mm-hmm. I would get so frustrated when clients would just rip apart what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I put all this uh-huh. love into my work and then I would, you know, the, the client would say, ah, no, I want this at the top. And like, yeah. it would change everything and it, it just became a little disheartening at times. I so, bet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but you know, that's agency life. Yeah. yeah. That is web design. True. So, I love our clients and 
now I can just do the build. Are you <laughs> are you more upset? Would you would you be more upset when someone rips apart your design versus your like the way you set it up in code? Is that what it, is that yeah, what you I mean? I don't really understand the way I set it up yeah. in code. I mean, so yes, yes, so, I'd be more upset. If so they yes, rip apart okay, my yes, yeah. okay. Everyone's yeah. a designer, but I think a lot more people yeah, recognize I, dev as being a technical. I was skill? always so creative growing up. And yeah. I loved, like, I was going to be a cartoonist. Like, I had no desire. Oh, wow. Hold on. Hold on. How did you get from cartoons to Because I totally misunderstood what my college major was going to be. <laughs> the real <laughs> question is, uh, why do you know I went into graphic design thinking, oh, I'm going to be able to, like, illustrate and cartoon in that. And then, basically, that was all on computers. And do I'm you like, still draw okay, cartoons? Yeah. I haven't in years, but... Listen, you should draw us just, like, a four-cell tower cartoon. Yeah. Follow, nice. subscribe, all social media for Pete. <laughs> Keep your eyes peeled for our web unicorn. Thanks. Now horse, you can make us all cartoons. Time. I could make us all cartoons, but... <laughs> Pete, this I is... This, this is an opportunity that has not come up, and I think... <laughs> well, I say, I haven't done this in so long. Okay. And this isn't about me. It's great. We have this no expectations. This kind of, like, segues into my career path. Here, no, like, this isn't it's about okay. me. It's okay. I told you at the top of this show that this was a therapy it's session. It's a good introduction to who you are. <laughs> I, know. I know. No, so I, I just found... I was looking at articles to, like, talk about this, and I, I found some really interesting ones in the difference between web designers and mm-hmm. web developers mm-hmm. and the whole left brain, right brain mentality <laughs> and how it is so difficult to be able to say, yes, I do both mm-hmm. anymore. And I, I find it very interesting, in my case, where I have the, the design background and the creative background, I love doing that. I just love the build now. Mm-hmm. And I've gone totally from right brain to left brain. And it's, it's surprised even me. Hmm. So I think Dang. sometimes you just get creative burnout and you just need to right. go with your passion. <laughs> yes. So I think that's where I am. Wow. That's interesting. <laughs> Do you find mine that is blown. you still get like create like writer's block or like creativity block with dev? Or do you find that that's more Not really. I mm-hmm. mean with dev that's one of the things I really enjoy. I'm a problem solver. So I like mm-hmm. looking at things and like even with some of the sites that we're working on here, there's like there's always a different way to look at something and there's always a different way to do it and I've been enjoying, you know like uh, developing that process mm-hmm. for myself. Like yeah. making me a stronger coder and making our sites for our clients look better and perform better. Like that's that's what I really like. Yeah. But I like like what you and Ashley do are is mm-hmm. great, and I love your designs, and I I like bringing those to life. So that's that's the joy for me. Yeah, it's cool working with developers who get that as well and who have that creative eye because it means that like there's a whole lot less discussion that has to happen and there's a lot more trust, I feel like, which is, like, my number one thing when I'm passing off a... Just, right. like, if I don't trust the developer, I'm just going to be stressed the whole time and then, like, dreading the QA process. Right, and like, all right. That. Whereas, you know, it can be a lot smoother than that, I think. Mm-hmm. It's cool. I feel like we have not tapped into the world of developers on this podcast at all yet. Yeah. So, yeah. like... After this episode, I think you should just sit back and like think about it, Are we and then. Bring Tim and Ryan in. And oh yeah, well we haven't in the past just because they've been so busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think this is like, there's a lot, of that you guys do that I have zero clue about. Okay. Tim, Ryan, and I are three very different developers. Yeah. All in our backgrounds and our personalities and I think everything. Like, right. Mm-hmm. I think it's very funny that we 
we are so different, yet we all do relatively the same thing. I, I find it really yeah. interesting. So stay tuned for more developing <laughs> things. That'll be exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Haley, you want to go? Yeah, sure. Okay. So um, the New York Times just relaunched their new website, their new redesign. Okay. And this is something that's interesting to me largely because I've kind of had my eye on all of like the digital journalism stuff that's been going on recently, largely because Lancaster Online recently put up a paywall, and I am someone who, although I'm 23, enjoy reading the newspaper. I hate the paywalls. <laughs> Down with the paywalls. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the New York Times redid their new site. They've been working on their apps basically for the past like year and a half, and they really hadn't worked on their site at all. And it doesn't really look anything too groundbreaking if you're looking at it, Pete. But, uh, I'm trying to get a signal in here. <laughs> the, um, okay. the kind of interesting things to me were, one, the comments come up on the right side next to the article. Oh. You can actually click like the thing and it huh. slides out from the side. So you can look concurrently at the article and at the comments. Interesting. That one was interesting. Um, and then the other thing that really stood out is you can actually, like, the next article is to the right of the current one. Like, you can't see it, but you can swipe oh, right to left. That's so cool. it's, like, bringing back the mental models of a physical newspaper yeah. of, like, turning the page, which blows my mind because it's 2018. Wow. Yeah. So I was really, like, that was very surprising to me, honestly. Um, but the whole point that they said of the redesign was there's been a lot of criticism of news lately and of, what should be on the top of a newspaper to be truly, like, you know, bipartisan or whatever, like, not be favoring anyone. So the way that they've done it, and there's, like, all these arguments about, like, algorithms that people are using for their websites that are leaning more left or right. Um, So they've kind of separated it out into a bunch of different segments, and then the homepage is just kind of, like, a variety. Like, it's literally, like, a sample platter of, like, everything. Wow. So that it leaves it up to people to kind of go into whatever category they're interested in. So if you want to look at criticisms of, you know, certain things that are happening, you can. Or if you want kind of the other side of things, you can also see that. So, I don't know. It's interesting to me. The question to you all is who keeps up with? Does anyone still read newspapers? Does anyone look at news online? Or what's your... (laughs) I, before I go to bed every night, scroll through my news, my like actual news Uh feed. To see like what's going on in the world, because otherwise I don't know, and yeah. I don't watch a lot of like the the news on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So otherwise, I'd have zero clue if half the world was ending. Yeah, yeah. it like as long as it's not your. Well, I mean, I mean, evidently newsflash. So I don't know. Like I do like the idea of still looking at actual newspapers, mm-hmm. and I do get the newspaper. Mm-hmm. But it's purely for couponing purposes. <laughs> I understand that. So. So. <laughs> I. Oh, go ahead, Pete. What no, I was just going to say, they, um, they're saying now that people who read books retain information better than people who use e-readers. I believe so that. Because page flips mm-hmm. mentally reset your brain for that, like, yep. split second. What? Whereas the screen never... Like refreshes, it just instantly changes, and mm-hmm. your brain never gets a break. I was so excited when I saw that study because yeah. I am obsessed with paper books. Yeah. I do not. I like every single year at Christmas, someone in my extended family tries to get me an e-reader, and I'm like, I don't like. I'm not sure to be rude. Right. I don't want it. I want real books. And I said for the longest time, I think that it's better. But yeah. yeah. You know what? Now that we're thinking about this, <laughs> it's going on a tangent. But let's go. I mean, the whole thing is tangent. It's fine. <laughs> 
<laughs> Everything is really a tangent. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, I've I've had it like an e-reader for years and years, mm-hmm. but I can't. Like sometimes I'll look back on the books that I have purchased and I have no idea what they're about yeah. that I've already read, mm-hmm. but I can remember the books that, like, the physical books I've read mm-hmm. up until that yeah. point. Yeah. I have to definitely, say. like, the type of person that wants the actual physical book in front of me. Yeah. But when it comes to the news, I do not, I I don't use the I, newspaper. I don't, I haven't picked up a newspaper yeah. in a really long time. I um, get in and out of the news because it's so depressing. Yeah, it is yeah. so yeah. depressing. Yeah. But literally, I start my day, I um, go online check out just like what a bunch of different sources are saying like what's going on um I still live with my parents so um we have the news on every single Sunday morning um only on Sundays or like uh, it's on every single morning but I'm usually getting ready and I don't bother with it but Sunday mornings I come downstairs and the news Mm. is on and it's on until like the afternoon (laughs) so (laughs) I wonder how like retention listening to stuff like audiobooks versus ebooks versus paperbooks as well because I almost feel like how we're saying like we prefer to look at it online like I wonder if that's because we don't want to remember it like we just want to be like okay this is happening okay it's not important let's go like (laughs) I don't know about you guys but what turns me off about the physical newspaper and this just I don't even know I texture this goes against all of the writer and journalism in me but I hate having to flip to, like, seven other pages to find the rest of the story. That was actually the other thing I wanted to say about New York Times, which is that it's now a single scroll for the articles. It's not one of those, like, where it's, like, seven pages and you Mm -hmm. get, like, two paragraphs per page you have to keep clicking. Right. That was, like, one of the big notable changes. So I wonder if that has probably merit with other people that probably resonates with other people because I know I hate when I get slang and it's like oh see the slideshow and 31 slides and I have to like click there I'm like are you kidding me this isn't worth it and then it's like at the bottom in like eight point fonts like view all this on one page thank you (laughs) and if you want to go back to your like original browser it takes seven years (laughs) and you might as well just exit out the entire browser and start again yeah that's honestly the worst but that's kind of like a good segue if you're finished Go into what it. I was going to talk about. Girl! I know. Get it. Works so well. <laughs> I love a good transition. <laughs> no, so kind of going along with like books, whether you like to read them, you know, physically or on your iPad or whatever. Um, I just saw this article on Adweek about um, the New York Public Library bringing um, Instagram stories to life through Insta novels. So, what? yeah, it's kind of cool. So, explain. Yes, okay, so <laughs> the New York more. Public Library, um, like I said, they're using this, they're using the Insta stories um, to come up with this whole like series of Insta novels in collaboration with an agency called Mother in New York. Um, basically, the goal of this project is to make the world like have access like give them all access to this Mm -hmm. knowledge of literary literary classics um so basically um i guess this agency has contacted influential artists to help bridge storytelling with like modern design through these older classic stories um so users can flip through right now um Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, the classic Lewis Carroll novel. So, um, 
Yeah, and soon enough you'll be able to flip through The Yellow Wallpaper by Charlotte Perkins Gilman and The Metamorphosis by Franz Kafka. Plus, um, Haley's looking it up right now, yeah. and I am so So stoked. it's literally, so, like, the whole book, and then it looks like there's, like, a place for you to, like, basically to hold, hold the thumb. page so that it stays yeah. up long enough to read. Stop it. Yeah, so it's, like, a, it's a novel. It's very interesting. Um, and what, do you keep swiping there? Or? Yeah, there's yeah. still, there's, it's literally, if you can see the tracker at the top, like, where you can see how many are in the story, yeah. it's, like, wow. hundreds. Yeah, um, Wait. and then the novel will be able, to, you'll be able to access it at any time. Um, on the highlights feature, on like the library of the Instagram page. Wow. Yeah, so I thought this was pretty cool. Um, I'm not sure if it'll work. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I could see this working really well for like kids' stories, right. maybe like yes. shorter stories. Um, I don't know that pe- users are going to sit there and actually like. <laughs> Physically read a book. Um, So I know, like, just like holding your phone when you think about, like, you know what I mean. It's just you have your thumb somewhere anyway. You can just put it on the screen. Right. It is Um, a little weird. But like the the other story that they're coming out with, uh, the yellow wallpaper. I don't know if you guys have ever read that, but that's a short story, and I feel like that it's an easy read. Like you can breeze through it. Probably would work. yeah, so some I just kind of wanted to know, like, oh, that is some so of it's cool. like there's occasionally it'll say like animated page, lift up thumb to play, and then oh, okay. something cool oh, will happen. Stop it! Yeah, so there's like little yeah. animations and stuff in between the text, and yeah, yeah, it's really neat. Okay, um, but are we retaining anything? Are we retaining anything? I don't know. I don't know. I could totally see this being something great for children's literature though. Yes. Because it feels like your kid's playing with the iPad that they've exactly. been begging for all day, but they're still reading. Exactly. Which is good. I also really like the like chapter illustrations. Yeah. So and like, like in between, does it, are there animations and things in um, between pages? Every couple pages. Oh, okay. It's not always between, so like there wasn't anything in that chapter, but let's see if there's one. Wait, did I skip one? Um, it looks like they're just kind of, there you go. So they're just, like, put in at random and different things, like, either the text just comes up kind of staggered or, like, that one that's, like, the wavy thing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of potential for this to be cool, but I'm also thinking about, oh, this is cool. So, like, the place where you're supposed to put your thumb, the T is, like, oops, I skipped it. The T was, like, getting closer to being done and everything. Like, the color was steaming more and more as the chapter went on. Is this on Instagram itself, or is this a different thing? Yes. It's on Instagram. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. so... This is cool. Like you said, I feel like it'll be really useful for kids. I know a lot of younger kids who have phones or have iPads, and... um, they probably shouldn't, but at least <laughs> yeah. they'll be getting a little bit of education. <laughs> Not you. You don't have to carry a book around anymore. Right. You can just, which is what the Kindle or whatever else right. is for. But this is nice because this is free. Right. And it gives That's people true. an opportunity that maybe they didn't have access to these books before, and now, now they will. So um, I kind of wanted to know what book you guys would like to see. If you could pick any, like book or short story it could be like a kid's book I personally think like the Dr. Seuss books would be really uh, fun yeah. I think he's <laughs> creepy I think he's so, so fun I love Dr. Seuss <laughs> I, I go to Universal Studios a lot oh, okay. it's the creepiest, it's the creepiest uh, thing I've ever no, been in no it's my Seuss. favorite really? part it's horrible I can't take oh it oh my god I'm so happy Haley 
Harry's gonna cry. She has tears in her <laughs> okay. eyes. So to answer your question, I was gonna say Harry Potter, which leads us greatly into Universal uh, because when yes. I went to Universal the first time, I was so excited for Harry Potter, and then I saw that there was a Dr. Seuss world, and I kid you not, I just cried right then and oh there because it was like being in, like it was all real. Like the trees are like Dr. Seuss style, oh, and they're like so forty feet tall, cool. like. But would you? Uh, you can't cool. have the whole Harry Potter on they there, right? Uh, Alice in Wonderland's long. Maybe the first book. That's like a yeah. novel. Would Earth they? Would they break it up into like installments, and every day know. you get a chapter? Maybe, maybe? I don't know that, that would, I would be ever cool. actually read a full book on here. Yeah. But I do like the idea of children's books, or even like adapting classics for children. Because I think yeah. people have done that before. Something like Harry Potter, like you could really simplify that down to like. Sure. There was a wizard boy, and he went to school, and he met friends, and whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. do it, Haley. <laughs> like to introduce kids to a classic without having to like. Yeah. Because that's my only kind of criticism of this whole thing is that like the library is already free, so yeah. it's like I think it's more of a convenience True. thing than anything. Like yeah. most parents don't want to take their kids to a library because as somebody who worked in a library for five years, I can tell you most kids get really bratty in libraries and are loud and are difficult to handle, especially sure. a bunch of them and whatever else. So, like, I think it's probably more of a convenience thing than anything, yeah. but I still, I like the idea. If it gets people reading, I'm into it, so. Yeah. yeah. I agree. What about I'm you deeply guys? deeply sad you don't like Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Can't be friends anymore. I would have to say that the book that I would choose is Itchy Itchy Chicken Fox. Don't remember oh gosh, who wrote yeah. it, but it forever has stuck in my mind as my favorite childhood book. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Aside from the caterpillar one, the very hungry caterpillar. Yes. I was just thinking good one, that. Good one. Wow. Oh yeah, that would animate. Cool. Yeah, that would be so. Like cool. I will one day read Itchy Itchy Chicken Pox to my like <laughs> grandchildren and be like, listen, <laughs> the, best the best book. book. <laughs> and I've never had chicken pox, <gasps> so I feel me. like it's like a, wow. a thing. Wow. Like it's a. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> I feel like it's like a good luck charm to yeah, not maybe. have chicken yeah. box. Yeah. I've never heard of this book. Uh, you need to go I home and read it. My daughter's going to be nine, though. Perfect. <laughs> I am <laughs> 25 and I will still read it. I'm going to be 24 soon. Is yeah. <laughs> you need sure, it. Sure. You need it in your life. I mostly just like that this will create cool opportunities for designers to like yeah. imagine a book. Like I'm thinking especially books that are not picture books. Exactly. Like I know I was really excited when the Harry Potter ones, like they have like the new illustrated ones that came oh. out for like younger readers. And I was like, this must be the coolest job in the entire world for whoever is illustrating yeah. them. But yeah. I feel like that could be really cool with like all the motion graphics kind of stuff that you can do. I agree. Yeah. I think it would be cool to do like Edgar Allan Poe. Like yes. Yeah, those would be like cool. Like the Raven yeah. and the Telltale Heart. Yeah. Oh, those. wow. Those would be graphic and weird. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Maybe not for children. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe not for kids. We have to put a passcode on like the highlights section of Instagram. Yeah. I will say that this is like a big win, I would say, for Instagram over Snapchat. Yeah. yeah. Know, do you guys use either or or both? I, w- I used to be a... I used to be Snapchat over Instagram story. Right. I've quickly changed paths, okay. though, and I'm definitely more of an Instagram story. Why did you stop Snapchat? Is it when um, they changed the thing, the platform? <laughs> because that's when a lot of people bailed, Not I Not really. I actually didn't really mind that upgrade. Okay. Um, that didn't really bother me. I don't know. I think there's just something on Instagram that's a lot more aesthetically pleasing. That's, okay. like, more inviting. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe it's... My age, like maybe, maybe as I'm getting older, yeah. I'm just like not really into it anymore. Yeah. yeah. I never cared about 
prepared for Snapchat. Yeah. yeah. And they made it so difficult to use, and they did that on purpose. Yeah. So that they would bring in a younger crowd. They wanted yeah. to be, like, the young Wow. It felt like you were, like, in on it. Yeah. Once you yeah. figured it out. Huh. That's and interesting. It, I don't know. I just never got into Snapchat. And those filters... Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, they were fun. Once Instagram <laughs> copied them, I was like, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I was much like Paige. I had both of them. And then I think before, it was before they made the switch, I deleted my Snapchat. So I was like, I don't, I'm like a very, I don't like to have a lot of stuff on my phone because yeah. I spend a lot of time on my phone. So I try to limit myself to like one page of apps, basically. And so I was like, I don't need two apps to do the same thing. Instagram can do all this and more. So True. Just get rid yeah. Of it. Yeah. But uh-huh. I, I do miss it sometimes. Yeah. So that leads us to the other question. Is Facebook still cool? No. No. <laughs> End of discussion. I would say the one thing I do, I used to never use Facebook. Like, I literally set up, like, my notifications to come to my phone so that if, like, anybody ever needed me through it, I could get it, and then I, like, deleted it from everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. logged on my computer and deleted it from my phone. But since moving to Lancaster City... I have been on there on the daily looking at events, looking at all the stuff going on. There is a lot. It's very good for events. It is the best place, and they're all there. Like, because you can, like, go, like, only, like, you literally Google search, like, things going on in Lancaster, but then, like, one, I have to remember those things, like, it's just a lot. So, that is the only thing I use Facebook for. Is the platform for, like, being, like, posting for family and friends moving to Instagram then, or is it still Facebook? Yes, and here's why, and I can't stand this trend, and I really want to do a study on it. No. Call it out, social media specialist. <laughs> Kids are now creating finstas, fake Instagram accounts that Is they use separately. Stuff? No, I mean probably, but <laughs> <laughs> no. What kids are doing is they're creating two accounts. Yeah. One like just for their friends, mm-hmm. and like it's like funny stuff that they post, probably like bad stuff that their you know, they don't want their parents yeah. to see or whatever. And then they create a second Instagram account it's for like everybody. Account. Okay, else. that's no good because yeah. you know what? They're gonna get caught. Let me yeah. tell you a story. <laughs> oh, snap. Let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. Shout out to my dad for putting up with my shit. <laughs> but when I was, I can't even remember what age I was, I had a Twitter account. And I was angsty oh, on that Twitter. <laughs> when you're in your teen years. Yeah. And I, I don't know what I had said, but I had called out my dad on something. Oh, no. And I left it, my account... As public, like an idiot. Oh, wow. <laughs> rookie. A yeah. rookie mistake. I, ha- I can't, e- I, again, I don't remember what it was, how old I was, but that was the last time I used Twitter. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what a story. They so, will find it. So that's why I'm like, I don't know about them fake, fake Instas. Yeah. But it I just hate Finstas. 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 Yeah, Finstas. Get the, get the it's Insta with an F. Finsta. But I'm like really interested. I'm intrigued by this trend. I think it is so interesting because I'm like, wow, you're already posting these yeah. fake happy photos on your regular Instagram account. To have to have a fake Instagram account to be even more fake, like, dang, girl, you got some issues. Well, here's my other dang. thing, too. The reason why I don't care about Facebook anymore because you can, with like one click, share your Instagram to Facebook. So, oh, like, yeah. if I want, like, my parents or, like, extended family or anyone to see it, I'll just do that. And then I never yeah. check that. I don't care who likes it on there because yeah. it's, like, you know, whatever. But And it, Instagram and Facebook are on, under the same company, right? Yeah. 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 They bought Instagram. So, either so. way, they're still winning. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. But. Which is annoying because I just really can't stand Facebook. Yeah. I think 
it was great for its original purpose of bringing people together because yeah, yeah. it was like other than MySpace, which was more of a music and like crazy platform. It was so yeah. weird. It was weird. <laughs> I was I never had MySpace. I don't think. Girl, what? You out on a lot. Do you have MySpace, a, Pete? No, I didn't. Get out of here! <laughs> I wasn't allowed. I didn't get nice. a Facebook until I was in like my junior year of high school, and by that point, MySpace was pretty much gone. Haley, Page, nobody was so. allowed to have a MySpace. We just all had them. <laughs> See, that, that is so accurate. I followed the rules. I had like one hour of computer time a night, and like Wait, wow. it was in the kitchen, so like everyone could see. You had to be like. Six, seven. <laughs> no, no. I had MySpace. I'm trying to think when no, I got I was definitely was middle school. school. I did. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely had friends who had MySpace, and I felt super left out. And then I got a Tumblr, and much like you post a bunch of angsty stuff, but no one knew my URL. Zanga. So. <laughs> oh MySpace. My God, Zanga. Friendster. Friendster. I don't think I was ever on it, but I remember it. I forgot about Zanga. Zanga was, <laughs> was a good one. Zanga was great. It was great. literally just like WordPress, wasn't it? It was, it was, the, word, it was the baby WordPress. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, I've been there too. Been that's there. Still that's still a thing. I don't think I had that. People write like fan fiction on there now. I think. Yeah. I don't think there's much else on there. <laughs> Not that I know. Dang. Oh man. Well, this doesn't segue into anything. <laughs> Do it anyway. Here's but, the transition. <laughs> so a couple podcast episodes ago, can't tell you what number, but I did it. I did one <laughs> on um, the cross branding of um, Jurassic Park, Amazon and Jeep. Okay. And I'm, like, a fan of the cross-brand, and, like, I'm always interested in, like, PR stunts and things Mm -hmm. like that. So when this kind of thing popped up, I was like, yes, click. So (laughs) this article is called KFC Ropes in World's Strongest Man to Pull 700 Pounds of Fried Chicken Sandwiches. Oh, yes. I love everything about this already. Um, (laughs) You may pull up the video of it, but... (laughs) this is it's a three minute video um but basically kfc is building on their like funny yeah cranky kind of thing because a while ago they did their twitter um i don't even scan it's not even a scandal but it was a stunt where they unfollowed everybody oh, but like yes. the, the spices the, herbs and the spice, spice girls. Yeah. yeah yeah the herbs and spices are like Seven herbs, yeah, something like that. Seven herbs, six spices, something like that. So I always thought that was amazing. Yeah, it was. But KFC has gone farther now, and they've they've done some funny things in the past. Are you watching it? Well, no, there's an ad for the Double Down. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But basically, they got this guy. His name is, I'm going to butcher the name, but it's yeah. half-poor Julius Bajorson, who I'm right, guessing right. is, I don't know. I thought like the, the world's strongest man. Game of Thrones is the world's strongest man. He well, like some 2,000-year-old record. Like maybe it's this guy. There you go. I don't know. <laughs> there he is. Um, they're going to watch oh it as I continue talking. So we'll keep it <laughs> so, um, but, but he is dressed in a Colonel Sanders He is. I do love this. That's and sure. I just like I watched it for the first time and I was like, "This is great." The the cinematic, everything <laughs> oh my, about it's got it. It's a great quality to it. It was just it, and it was so before dramatic. lunch, and I was craving some freaking fried chicken. <laughs> I how kid many, you not. How many pounds is this? Did you say it seven, is seven hundred pounds. Oh, just seven hundred. Which, 
I would have just swam in the pool of fried chicken sandwiches. Yeah. I don't know if I, I expected done. that to be bigger or smaller than it is. <laughs> I think that's the real I don't know. That sounds like a lot of fried. How many yeah. How many chicken sandwiches do you think that is? A lot. I mean, well, the chicken sandwich that, has to be less than a pound. It's probably like 14, yeah. like probably like half. Full, like, is that whole piece? thing full? It looks like it's almost like an empty boxcar. Is it the could whole be. Thing full or is it just on top? See that—that's—that's that's the tricky thing. It could be legit empty, and they're well, just doing it for effect, which is probably it. But if that guy is the strongest man in the world, then maybe it is seven hundred pounds. Either way, it's probably not seven hundred pounds of their product because that's a waste. It's probably like yeah. they weighed one and then put true. some barbells true. in there. True, you true, know true. What I mean? like, yeah. Interesting um, though. But this stunt. I looked, at the, I looked at the YouTube, and the first comment was like, here before the memes. <laughs> and I was just like, this is the kind of content that's pulling people in. Yeah. It, it had almost a million views, which isn't yeah. like a ton if you think about it in terms of other videos that have gone viral. Sure. But I feel like this is the kind of thing For that will stick ad? around. Yeah. yeah. It'll stick around, and it will be talked about, and it sure enough will probably be memes. Oh, yeah. yeah. So... That's what I think, like, a lot of brands are missing out on is, like, the ability to go to that point and have that virility and all that. But is it something – do you think more companies should do this? Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Like – I wish they could. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like I like when corporations have a sense of humor. Yeah. And it's not appropriate for everyone. Right. Right, right, right. But come on, who doesn't – Laugh their ass off at Randy's Twitter. Right, right. Or nihilist artists. Yeah, absolutely savage. And they call everyone out, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, in this article, they were talking about it said they're they're marketing to Gen Zers Mm -hmm. because they are supposedly forecasted to um, increase the fast food revenue in the next couple years. Oh yeah. By It said, what do we got? A recent Foursquare and Carat study found that Gen Z, which is forecast to have spending power exceeding $143 billion by 2020, which is nearly 20% more likely, that they're nearly 20% more likely to visit a fast food restaurant than other generations. Wow. I see it. So, gone are the health. Things, I guess. Well, and I mean, part of this whole thing is that fast food restaurants are supposed to be, like, having healthier options. True. So, So maybe... I don't know. I feel like our generation is more like, don't go to fast food. So it's the other way around, I guess. This is, like, a little bit of a tangent, but I feel like it's becoming more polarizing. Like, people used to go to, like... TGI Fridays, Applebee's, Chili, like that kind of restaurant. It's yeah. kind of like middle of the road. Like you're not like under any impression that this is good for you, but it's right. not like horrible. Now I feel like it's either like super healthy, everything free, whatever, or they're right. literally making a commercial about like this is the fattiest, most unhealthy yeah. thing you can eat, and I'll come right. eat it because you know you want it. Yeah. And it's like I look at myself and like I totally do that. I will totally go yeah. out and be like I'm gonna eat the most unhealthy thing possible, and then the next day I'm like I'm gonna eat a salad, like. <laughs> It's becoming, like, it balances out. So yeah. I wonder if that might be something about But I have noticed that with a lot of, like, food marketing stuff, that they're not trying to right. hide when they're unhealthy anymore. Yeah, you're right. My other two questions were, what sets this apart from other things that other companies have tried? Like, what makes this something that's going to be shareable? Is it because they got the world's strongest man and dressed him up like that? Is it, like, what makes this interesting? 
Well, one I don't of the know. things that I love about KFC is that they've been switching out the Colonel Sanders with like mm-hmm. multiple yes. actors and actresses. Yes. Yeah. And I love that because when, I mean, people admire, they have role models, they have these specific actors or actresses that they like absolutely love. And they get excited when they see like, mm-hmm. oh, so and so is playing Colonel Sanders. Like, I have mm-hmm. to watch it. Um, what, uh, I can't think of his real name, but. The guy that plays Costanza on Seinfeld? Yes, I have a dream. Oh, Jason Alexander. Jason Alexander. I'm so sorry. I feel... I'm sorry, (laughs) Jason Alexander. If you're listening, please tell your friends to listen as well. Also, please come guest star. But, like, I'm so sorry. But anyway, I got so excited when I saw his name in the KFC ad. I was like, yes, click on that. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I think that's something that's completely true. different that they're doing that nobody else is doing that completely sets them apart. Yeah, that's true. See, that's so interesting to me, though, because that was, like, a big thing, like, back in, like, the 90s. Like, every cereal box had, like, a famous athlete or, like, famous, like, MTV yeah. star or whatever on it. And then for a while, that became so, like, who cares? Yeah. Like, that was, like, a weird thing to do. And then now it's totally swinging back to that, which I find really interesting. But I feel like the reason that KFC does well is because, like, they're willing to poke fun of themselves. True. Yeah. And it's, like, it's simple things. Like, who would have come up with, like, we're going to have them pull 700 pounds of chicken? Like, it's something simple but random. And that's, like, exactly what's meant to be memed. Like, I'm already imagining, (laughs) like, somebody putting, like, text over the guy's face and text over the chicken and, like, you know, me doing what... Like, they're going to make a meme out of that. I can't think of anything because I'm not, you know, 13. But, like, (laughs) it's going to be great. (laughs) What? He's <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, got No, one thing I found interesting was what Domino's did. A couple years ago, they went through a whole, boy, our pizza's terrible campaign. Mm-hmm. It's awful. Oh, yeah. Look at these pictures of deliveries where it's stuck yeah. to the box and, yeah. and it tastes like ketchup on cardboard. And, like, <laughs> and so the new CEO starts making all these commercials. We're going to do better. We have to do better. And yeah. you're going to start noticing. And then I, I don't know when I read it, a couple months ago, it said that Domino's is the number one franchise in America wow. for pizza. Huh. And I'm wondering if, they, if it's related. Yeah. I, have, I have no studies to back this up, yeah. so I'm woefully unprepared on this topic. But <laughs> I find it interesting that they go from we're terrible to yeah. the top. Yeah. I wonder if that humility is... I is did see that humility. like um, there was another article that I was looking at that was about transparency and just being mm-hmm. like that those brands are more liked. Yeah, well, there's the huge new one that I saw the other day was Wells Fargo. Have you guys seen the new commercials for them? I think that was a brilliant play. They basically say, like, establish, like, 19 or whatever the year is, and then it says reestablish 2018. And the whole thing is, like, hey, we screwed up. We lost a lot of people's information, a lot of people's money, and, like, did horrible things. We're, like, we're recommitting to, like... And it's that transparency again. They could have just gone along and been like, oh, whatever, brush that onto the rug. Like, right. But they didn't, and they owned up to it, and they made a freaking commercial about the fact that they screwed up. And yeah. like, I think there is something to be said for that. For sure. So. Shout out to the guy who did the voiceover, because your voice was like, mm-hmm. great. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. that's great. She's like great. looking off into space. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was just soothing. Yeah. Like the way he was saying, like. It like reinstilled my confidence in him. Good job, there, Fargo. There was a, a commercial I saw online the other day. It, it was so savage. It was for a bank. And it, <laughs> it made me laugh so hard because it was a, I think it was from China. And there was a little boy who was really, like, could not stop looking at this telescope in a storefront. Mm-hmm. And it said 2500 on it. Mm-hmm. Or dollars or I'm not sure whatever 
I don't know the currency for that. But he like his friends were like trying to get him to buy ice cream with him. It's like nope. And you go home, you see him put his money in his piggy bank. Mm-hmm. And the next day, there's like street vendors with like hot dogs and meatballs on a stick and things like that, like food vendors. Right. And everyone's getting food, and they're like, "Do you want something?" He goes, "Nope." And he goes and he looks at that telescope, and they oh. keep saying twenty five hundred twenty, and he keeps putting money in, and they keep cutting into the scenes of him doing this, showing him in the future right. as like an astronaut and looking oh through God. this like wow. telescope, and it's so touching and then you get to the end and he gets his bag of money and he takes it to the shop and he looks at the telescope one last time and they take the 2500 off and they raise it to 3500 <gasps> no! and the boy just starts crying and it says saving money is worthless uh, invest in something or something like that. Oh like, my what it was the so, heck? It was, I mean, but wow. I laughed. I laughed yeah. so hard at it, but it, it was like a four minute commercial to it, like oh, really build up. And it just had this horrible ending it's to me it. In real life. But I will never forget it. And I think I shared it mm-hmm. online too because it was so good. I never yeah. shared commercials. That takes a lot to make somebody like emotionally attached and then still laughing at the end. Because, yeah. like, I definitely think, like you were saying, like, being authentic is, um, it works, but I think humor, nine times out of ten, is going to trump authenticity, just in my opinion. I know, um, for instance, the, (laughs) if anybody heard that, Meg RSEO is coughing in the background. I recognized her by her (laughs) She's loud with everything she does. Um, anyway, uh. Old Spice, when they ran their, mm-hmm. like, the man, your man mm-hmm. could smell like campaign, oh my gosh, sales yeah. skyrocketed. They yeah. went from being the body wash that no guy wanted because their grandpa used it to all of a sudden being the best body wash, men's body yeah. wash ever. And Everyone knows that commercial. Yeah. the exact opposite effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They went for the, the uncool kids, the, oh, use this spray and you'll smell cool and you'll be awesome. Yeah. And so all the, yeah. quote unquote, unpopular, you know, kids or the uncool kids started doing it and now it becomes like the brand is seen as the the brand you they're use real. you're not they're cool. trying yeah. to fix that yeah. have you seen their new mm-hmm. ad campaign it says you're only supposed to spray axe as long as it takes to say axe because they're encouraging kids like you know all those like middle school and young yeah, high school boys where was like, this 10 yeah. years ago and it's everywhere <laughs> literally you'd walk into a room and be like there's there's a yeah. man in here somewhere yeah. I can smell and him by a man you mean like a 13 year old a 13 year old boy yeah <laughs> yeah no so they're trying to reclaim it but I don't think they're doing it as like think about what they could have done said so they could have been like nobody wants to be that guy and like yeah. make a point of it like they could have made it funny but instead they just like tried to be nice to not lose their current yeah. audience at all true like it's interesting the way that you can either play it safe and maybe kind of have even sales or like really take a risk and just hope yeah but no interesting but in the end all all roads lead back to KFC yeah get some double chicken Double down. Kennedy fried chicken. Kennedy fried chicken. That's what it is. Double fried chicken. What's it called again? Double down? Double down. Double crispy kernel sandwich. So basically, we just, this is an ad for KFC. Yes. You're welcome, KFC. (laughs) This podcast brought to you by (laughs) Basically, Instagram, KFC, and what else did we talk about? Designing and developing. New York Times. All the things. The public library, yep. <laughs> Sponsor us. And unicorns. <laughs> unicorns and centaurs. Unicorns. We were talking about businesses that we would like to acquire. Mm-hmm. Not acquire, but like, like work for. It's how, did anyone say KFC? Did anyone oh, say no, that on the list? No, but. Missed opportunity. But yeah. KFC. 
should be on our list. Yeah. Yes. KFC, so we, we want your business. <laughs> KFC, we would like I'm to. Vegetarian. Our Actually, people will talk to your people. <laughs> we will talk about your next sandwich. Yeah. Let us know. Like if not for like. Hit us up. Well, no, 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 just sponsorship for a podcast. Like you know, slide so. into our Insta DMs. Or the Finsta DMs. In the Finsta DMs. <laughs> Insta DMs though. It'll be great. You will not regret. You will have a Twitter better than Wendy's. <laughs> but anyway, that wraps up this. I just waved my arms like this is a show. <laughs> and you can see us. Thanks. <laughs> um, thanks for listening. And next time, Kelly will be around. So, <laughs> so look forward to Wait, our next episode of the episode. We don't know. that uh, Unless, like, Kelly decides to set a topic, we are just it's talking about... Whatever, and next time just might be a pee therapy session fully. <laughs> if we just talk all it. things. Oh, wait, 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 before we go, before we go, I'm, yes. I'm gonna make you think of a number. Okay, is right. this a magic trick? Yeah, it is. I all love right. magic. Can this be like a new bit? Like a segment. We always end on it. Yeah. Would you pick a number between one and fifty, where both digits are the same? I'm sorry, both digits are not the same. Okay. But both digits are odd. Okay. Thirty-seven. No. Oh, <laughs> For the record, I was thinking 37. I had 39. So uh, close enough. It was well, very close. Well, I guess close. you can't do that bit every I give you a 99% <laughs> for closeness. This isn't kangaroo Denmark oranges. I heard that, and I was like, what? <laughs> We're going to have to say that. Elvis Rancho <laughs> sponsor us. Well, no, 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 I, just, no, I just gave away that. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but we will see you next time, slash talk bye. to you next time. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs>